Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires you today. It's good to be in church today, isn't it? Was anyone in one of our services this morning? A few were here in one of our services this morning. Uh, we had a great day in church today at Ormo here, but also at Gilston as well. Um, it was a really, really good day. Uh, if you were here last Sunday, last Sunday was our Vision Sunday. Who was here for Vision Sunday anyway? A few people. Can I just get the house lights up a little bit? Is that okay? Ollie, thank you. Um, is it Ollie? I can't see you. Yeah, it is. It is Ollie. Confirm- confirming it's Ollie. Oliver Head, everyone, if you're wondering who to blame. That's uh, Oliver Head at naturalgreennursery.com.au. Do you need an email? That's not a real email address. Hey, uh, last Sunday was Vision Sunday, and we had a great day in church as we heard from our senior pastors, Pastor Byron and the vision of this year and where they're seeing us go as a church. The, the take-home was this, if you missed it, the title is this, Make Room. Make Room. As we've just been singing, Make Room, I believe that God has spoken through our senior leaders to us as a church that this is a year that we would make room. Make room for what, Caleb? I'm glad you asked. That would make room for a few things, for more of God in our lives. We're doing that right now. We're in a season of prayer and fasting at the moment. If you didn't know that, I would encourage you to join us. From We started on Friday and we're going till the 29th. In, I encourage you. Maybe you've never fasted before. You don't know what that looks like. Can I encourage you? Give up something. And just, just watch the presence of God in your life. But can I encourage you? Don't make it all about the food you're not eating. Can I get an amen? Who's done that before? I remember a few times we've done the Daniel fast over the years and it was like, I don't know, I spent more time worrying about what I could or couldn't eat than like getting alone with God and doing the whole thing of prayer and fasting. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? So don't let it distract you, but let it be an encouragement to you that we're not going to be distracted by the things of this world, but we're going to set time aside to make room for more God in our lives. Make room. The scripture that Pastor Ian spoke of is the same scripture that I'm going to read from right now, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. I'm reading from the New King James. It says this, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of, prophet, of prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my sons to be his slaves. Everyone go, oh. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere and from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you come into your house, shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it out into those vessels and set them aside, the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Cool? Let's pray. God, I just lift up this message to you. God, I just pray, Lord, that as we open your word, God, that it would just open fresh insights in us, but also, God, that as we read it, God, it would read us. God, we just give you the authority to do what you want through this time in our lives and your word. Amen. 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 We're going to be preaching a lot from this passage, so I hope you know the story by now, and I hope you get used to the story. This week, I was sort of trying to really work on which message to do. I, I probably have four on the go at the moment from this. There's so many little elements. You know, 
how it calls your Bible like that, how you sort of skim read it, but then when you're looking at it and you research different parts, you can go all down these tracks and you kind of narrow it down to stay on one. So my message tonight is called this, God Feels Empty. Oh, it's behind me. I didn't know that. God Feels Empty. God Feels Empty. We're fasting, like I said. Fasting is emptying of ourselves, emptying of our stomach and our schedule for more of God in our lives. Anyone feeling that right now? You. There's your reward. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Tough crowd. (laughs) You see, we empty ourselves. Why? To increase our awareness and increase our reliance or our need on God. Do you know that it's a healthy place to be, a place that's reliant on God? It's a healthy place to be, one that's reliant on God. With our, in our marriage, with our kids or our, our spouse, out of love, we do, desire them to flourish. So we want them to come to us when they have need, don't we? We don't want them to struggle by themselves or in silence somewhere, off in a distance. No, we want them to come to us. And I think our Heavenly Father is the same. When we're in need, He wants us to rely on Him. He wants us to come to Him. God fills empty. I believe that he increases our capacity to pray. In this season of prayer and fasting, let it increase our capacity to pray. Matthew 5, Jesus is preaching here on the Sermon on the Mount, and and in verse 3, I love the Beatitudes, by the way. They're they're probably one of my favorite scriptures, but it says this in verse 3, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said this. It said, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. Who's poor? No, that's I'm joking. Don't Don't put your hand up. If you saw someone around you with your hand up, lay hands on them with a $50 note in it. That would be awesome. No, but I love that Jesus was teaching here and saying, hey, if you're poor, you're blessed. It's not that simple. It's more than that. It's poor and realize their need for him and realize their need for him. Who's, who's been without before? Has anyone been without? It's not fun, is it? Is it fun? No, it's not fun. But the, the, the thing that makes it a blessing is that when we are in lack or when we're in need, when we turn to God and realize, hey, God, you are what we need. More than this meal, more than this, God, it's actually you that we rely on you. We realize our need for him, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's not just blessed to be in lack, but rather in lack mixed with faith and confidence that God, that God is able to do more than we could hope, dream, or imagine. Blessed are those that know God is the answer to their lack. Do you know that God is our answer to our lack? Are we just seeking the answer to our prayers, or are we seeking the God who is the answer giver? Has anyone experienced that in life? God, I pray for this. God, I pray for this. God, I pray for this. And despite the outcome, whether we get what we want or we don't, the whole point of prayer is communion with... (laughs) and participation with God. It's not just about getting a letter to Santa. Do you know that? Our prayer is not, dear Santa, for Christmas I want this. It's bigger than that. Prayer is this partnership, and it's this partaking with God, and it's saying, hey God, I'm not just in this for what I can get out of this. I'm in this for relationship with you, and I believe that you are what I need more than the answer to my prayer. Has anyone experienced that? We have something to offer. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they realize their need for him. Peter and John is a great example of this in the book of Acts when they healed the beggar at the gate. Beautiful. What did Peter say? 
silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he picked him up. He gave him what he had. Can I encourage you? If we have God, we're in a good place. God works with what we have. God is not concerned with our lack. If you lack and you slack, that's a worse issue. But if you just lack, I'm encouraging you that God is able to do more. He fills empty vessels. I love Elijah's response to this lady. He hears the issue. He hears the problem. He's like, okay, risk of slavery, gotcha. Got nothing left, gotcha. Well, what do you have? What if that was your moment? And and this scripture wasn't just of a widow thousands of years ago, but what if this was a scripture for you today where God says through the prophet or through this message, saying, hey, but what do you have? You've spent all these times talking about the bad, how bad the situation is, what you're lacking, but what, what do you have? What, what's in your house? What have you got access to? Or a little oil? Well, that was enough for this widow. We need to look from a different perspective. Sometimes we don't need help pointing out our lack. Can I get an amen? Who's got a friend like that that's really good at stating the obvious? Anyone? like, thank you, Captain Obvious, you know, like, awesome, appreciate it. I've had a few in my lifetime, yeah, like, and it's like, cool, awesome, I don't know what to do with that information that I already knew. (laughs) Sometimes we need to surround ourselves with different perspectives, with different perspectives, with people that would see things through the eyes of faith, with like this Elijah, this prophet that said, hey, no, 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 but what do you have? Yeah, I've got that your husband is no longer with us, and that sucks, I understand that the creditors are coming and that's no good. But what do you have? We need people in our lives that redirect. Are you someone that pulls out the potential in others? Are you someone that changes the perspectives? Are you someone that speaks faith? Here's another idea from this, from this scripture is that it was borrowed capacity. The, the vessels were borrowed. They were from the neighbors. I say that to say this, do you have any spare capacity? Do you have anything spare in your life for others around you? Are you surrounded by people that would lend you their capacity in your times of need? Are you someone that would lend someone your capacity in their times of need? Sometimes we need help pointing out the potential. Sometimes we need help pointing out the God possibilities, but sometimes we need to be there with our capacity and say, hey, I understand it feels like you've got nothing left, but you can borrow my faith for a minute. You know what? I, I, my faith, I'll be praying for you. Hey, I understand this might be tough, but you know what? You can borrow some of my capacity in this situation. Sometimes we need help pointing out the potential. Not only was this God's promise through the prophet Elijah, but there are other examples in scriptures, like God uses what we have. Who's experienced that? Do you remember Moses in the burning bush? The God appears in a burning bush and Moses is there and he's like, what do you have in your hand? A shepherd's staff. Throw it to the ground. He throws it to the ground. It turns into a snake. They called the snake catchers. No, that's not the real story. He said, pick it up and it become a staff again. It was a sign that, hey, God will use what is in our hand. He used this man that had a shepherd's stick to to shepherd a people out of slavery and into the promised land. 
can I encourage you that God uses what's in your hand? God uses us. He lets us partake in his plans. God takes our little and he multiplies it. God is not put off by what we don't have, but sees the potential in the seemingly little that we do have. In this passage, the oil multiplied when it came in contact with what? Empty vessels. Do you know how God fills empty things? God fills empty things. Sometimes our life is so full of junk that there's no room for more of God to be pulled out, for more of God to be poured out. Can I get an amen? God takes what we have and he multiplies it. What areas of your life need to be emptied to create more room for God? There's never been a better season than now to do that. What areas of our life need to be emptied to create more room for God? Is it our calendar? You may say, I only have an hour a day. That's okay. Is it our our pastimes? Do we need to change our workload? Do we need to turn off our streaming services? What is it to create time and space for God to do something in our life? He fills empty things. I am a walking testimony of this. When I set time aside for God, when I lock it in, I receive more of Him. When I set time aside, I hear from Him. When I lock Him in, when I don't fill my life up and see if there's anything left for God, it doesn't work like that. It's an emptying of myself and more of God. In my heart, what do I need to empty to create more room for God? That feeling of disqualification? Kick that out of there. That hidden motive or agenda? It's got to go to receive more of God in our lives. That pride or insecurity, it's got to go if we want more of God in our lives. Is it our resources? We may not have a lot of wealth, but are we generous with what we do have? He multiplies our little, he fills empty. He's drawn to lack. Do you know that God's drawn to lack? He's drawn to lack. So I could say it like this, the Christian life is one of emptying ourselves so God can fill us more. The Christian life is one of emptying ourselves so God can fill us more. I empty pride to receive more grace. Who's experienced that? I empty stress and anxiety to receive his perfect peace. Who needs that this evening? I empty Stress and anxiety. God, God, get out of my brain. Stress, anxiety, you have no place here. And God, I ask your perfect peace to flood over me right now. I empty my need to understand how everything works so I can see the miraculous of God. Some of us need to empty out our brains that overanalyze everything so that by faith we can see the miracles that God is doing in our day. I empty my preconceived ideas to see more of his boundless love, whose experience that I know I have many times in my life. I empty my need to be right to allow his mercy to flow through me. I empty my need to be right. Someone needs to hear that tonight. I empty my need to be right to allow his mercy to flow through me. I empty my anger. Who's been this one? I empty my anger to fill up on his joy. 
I empty my anger. God, I make a decision that, hey, I'm not going to feel that because sometimes my feelings lie to me. So I don't want to be full of anger and rage. God, I want to be full of your joy. So I empty my rage. I think before I act. God, I pray, would you do this in this situation? How do I treat my spouse or my kids with love, not with anger? God feels empty. I empty or I give of my resource to see more of the kingdom of God established in my lifetime. I empty my ashes to receive his beauty. I empty my self-importance. I empty my self-importance to live under his leadership and become a follower of Christ. I empty my schedule to meet with God, to prioritize prayer and reading his word. God feels empty. So I live empty in myself to see more of God. Pastor Byron spoke a great message this morning, but he spoke about the labor. If you weren't here, just jump on YouTube and watch it. But he spoke about how that there was this mirroring effect to it. And that it would, it, you would, as you would go, come to wash your hands, it would be like a mirror looking back at you and you would see yourself. And it would be this point of like, God, what's going on in my life? Are there blind spots? Are there things that I'm not seeing? It would be a moment of self-reflection to say, hey God, what's in my life that doesn't align with what you want? I'm going to deal with that now. That's what this is with us tonight. There's things, if we're going to make room in 2024 for more of God, we need to be people that would remove the old to make room for the new. God puts new wine in new, in what? New wineskins. God created us a new wineskin. God created us the capacity to hold more of your presence, to hold more of your plans and more of your goodness for us. So I empty out the disappointment of last year. I empty out the pain of that situation because I am after more in Jesus' name. God feels empty. Have, have I got that point across? No, I'll keep going. God, have I got the point across? God feels empty, guys. What is in our life that we need to empty to create more space for him? The second thing is this, God inhabits earthen vessels. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Genesis 2, 7 says this, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. What am I saying? We are earthen vessels. What's an earthen vessel? A jar made of clay. Dirt. That's us. Awesome. Who needed to hear that? If you're struggling with your self-worth, I'm here to tell you tonight, you're made of dirt. No, that's, that's a joke. What am I saying? God made out of dirt these earthen vessels to carry his presence. Us. Do you know that we're all flawed? Do you know that we're all cracked? Do you know that we're none are perfect bar one, Jesus? So it's okay that we are earthen vessels carrying this presence of God. The widow had nothing but a little oil. Sometimes it feels like I have nothing to offer. Who's experienced that? But. Everyone say but with me. But. But God. God in me, the hope of glory. So there's moments where my vessel isn't flash. But the God that inhabits the vessel, the oil in the vessel is. And our job is that we would be people that would be filled and constantly filled, constantly filled, constantly filled. 
Colossians 1.27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory, of this mystery among the Gentiles. This is the good part, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. 2 Corinthians 12.9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your perfection. Is that what it says? No. Follow with me. My strength is made perfect in... Can anyone read that in red? It's a bit hard to read, isn't it? Red on orange. Like an eye tester right there. You can save your money on your optometrist appointment this week. Just come to church. We'll make a massive one on the screen. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Do you know that God's not put off by our weakness, our fault, or the fact that we are earthen vessels, the fact that we are not perfect? Can I encourage you? He's not put off by your weakness. No, his strength is actually made perfect in our weakness. Would we give God what we have? That's what this woman did in the house. She's like, hey, all I've got is a little bit of oil. Well, I'll use that. God uses what we have. He inhabits earthen vessels. The third point, which I'm already getting to, is God uses willing vessels. The miracle happened in obedience and willingly following the process. That doesn't sound fun. Obedience and process. We want it all now. We want to come to church. The preacher said this, or I got a prophetic word, and the next day it just happened. We don't want to have to wrestle and toil for it, do we? But God uses process and he uses obedience. Sometimes we seek new words without fulfilling the previous ones over our life. It's all about, hey God, what's, what do you got for me now? Well, are we obedient and willing to follow the process of what he's already told us to do? Another thing that I noticed is that they were borrowed vessels. They were borrowed vessels. Who's got a vessel that we could borrow? Like I said, have you got spare capacity for others in your world? They close the door. They pour it out. This is all she owned. This is a woman in desperation. She's pouring out the one thing that she had. Can I encourage us? He lets you participate in the miracle. And it wasn't just for the woman, but the the sons got to touch it and be a part of it too. God uses willing vessels. Mary, the mother of Jesus, a willing vessel. Remember when the angel Gabriel came to her? And this is her response after hearing all these things. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. Can I encourage you? God uses willing vessels. Not simply passive willingness. This woman had to do something with what she had been given. We've got this statement at Highway and it says this. Say yes and the journey begins. Say yes and the journey begins. What does that mean? It means, hey, this... It's not an instantaneous thing. But there's actually a journey attached. But my yes speaks of my action and my motive and my desire to do something from here forward. Say yes and the journey begins. Tonight, if you're empty, can I encourage you? God fills empty vessels. If you feel like you're not good enough for the grace of God, sometimes can I encourage you? God inhabits earthen vessels. And thirdly, God uses willing vessels. Will you be a willing vessel to be used by God afresh? There's moments in my life where I've had to 
say yes to God. And not just in a salvation moment, but to step out in faith or to do things that I felt was outside my comfort zone. God's going to call us to things that are bigger than ourselves. Can I encourage you? If you're God planned for your life, if you feel like you can do that without any effort, if you think, oh yeah, I'll just do this for you, God, and that'll... Can I encourage you? His plan's bigger than that. I've got my Auntie Julie in the room, and I didn't even meant to talk about this. Honey, Julie, I know you're embarrassed that I'm mentioning your name, but it's cool. Um, Auntie Julie and her late husband, Bernie, Auntie Julie and Uncle Bernie, they're pastors for decades. And um, I remember I went to their church in Cessnock. I was 18 years old and it was my first time being an itinerant minister. Lol, family hookup, I know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Didn't have much to say. I'd, but do you know what I saw? I saw their faithfulness. I saw a willing vessel that we're happy to go without. We're happy to toil and toil and toil. And they understood that it wasn't on them for the outcomes, but they would plant the seeds. You know, they would water the seeds and God would bring the harvest in people's lives in their time. I started to say this, will you be a willing vessel? Will we say yes to things of God that are bigger than ourselves? Will we step out of our comfort zone and say, hey, this year, God, if you want to make room, I am willing. God, show me what needs to be emptied. God, if you want to use an earthen vessel like me, show me where to step out in faith, what to do, what roads to walk down, what ones not to. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be willing vessels in this place. In this place. Can I pray for you? God, I just lift up every person in this place. God, I just pray, Lord, that something that I spoke of, Lord, would connect your spirit to ours tonight. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would feel empty. So God, right now, God, anyone that's feeling empty, God, right now, emotionally drained, God, I pray, Lord, fill them with your joy right now. God, I pray, Lord, that as I spoke about that anxiety and stress, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would take that away right now and your perfect peace would come. God, I pray those struggling with fear, God, I thank you, Lord, that perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. God, get rid of that in Jesus' name. God, I pray for those, Lord, that are struggling with inferiority right now. God, I just thank you, Lord, that you don't make mistakes. You do not make mistakes. So, God, would you pour out pour out your joy on them? God, would you pour out your worth on them? God, I pray, Lord, that they would see their value in you, God, not the opinions of others. And God, I just pray, Lord, that we would be a people that you can use from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before I hand back to Kim, I want to do one more thing. If you're here tonight and you're not in a relationship with God, you don't know what that looks like. Maybe you come to church when you were a kid or maybe you once knew God and you've walked away. I would like to give you an opportunity to respond. What is that? That's saying... All it is is simply saying yes to God. We're going to pray as a church. We're all going to pray together. And the prayer is simply this, God, I give you my life afresh. I want to walk with you. I want to journey with you. I want to do life together. And from that moment on, everything changes. I've I've shared this before, but my best explanation I have for it is like a restaurant that's serving up average food and then it's under new management. And then what that, that, what that restaurant is served, they put a big sign over the front under new management to say what? Hey, the food's better now. I believe that our lives, when we come under new management of God, 
the fruit of our lives is better. What we are dishing up is better. We have a hope and a future, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. So could we close our eyes and bow our heads for a moment right now? God, I just pray over everyone in this room. God, I just pray right now, if someone here needs to come in relationship with you, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would prompt their heart right now. Holy Spirit, would you quicken their spirit right now to feel you? God, if this is their moment, would you confirm it in their heart right now? So church, I'm gonna ask you to be super bold in a moment. If you're here and you're saying, Caleb, that's me, could you, could you pray with me? Caleb, I wanna know what it's like to receive this love and this joy that you've been speaking about. I would love to pray with you tonight. So I'm gonna ask you on the count of three to lift your hand. One, two, three. If you want to come afresh into a relation, awesome, I see that hand there. If you want to come into an awesome, I see over there, Lockie. If you want to say, hey, that's me, Caleb, can you include me in this prayer? I've got two wise people. Is there anyone else that's your night, that this is your moment to say, yeah, don't let me go without praying that prayer, Caleb? Fantastic. Awesome. Let's stand to our feet, hey? I'm just going to ask those two people that put their hand up, could you come down the front? I'd just love an opportunity to pray with you, if that's okay. with this church can you repeat after me dear God I open up my life and I ask you to come in forgive my past change my future from this day forward I'm doing life with you give me a hope and a future in you in Jesus name Amen Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, brother. We hope you love that message. If you want any more information about us, head to highway.com.au.